what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass. I'm excited because we're going to do a two-part series. And in today's episode of part one, how to write anything, I'm going to talk about two elements of what I'll describe as the rhetorical situation, the writer and the audience, and how understanding these elements are going to allow you to feel comfortable and confident and develop a unique process to write anything. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get started with part one. Hello, amazing ones. How are you? How are things going? We are heading-ish or pretending to head-ish into fall here in the South. And oh my goodness, just the little tiny smidgen of moments of reprieve and less humidity and a breeze that is actually cooling is just giving us life here in the South. So wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're receiving some version of that. Uh, Today's episode I'm super excited about. I'm actually doing a two-part. Sometimes this happens where there's a lot of things I want to say and I go, you know what? Let's slow this down. So today is going to be part one of how to write anything. Yes. So we're going to have two parts to this and I'm going to break down what's going to be in each one and focus on the first two in today's episode and then come back for part two next week where I'm going to break down the final elements. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I think there's a big myth that we think there is one right way to write. Now, don't beat yourself up. There's a reason that we think this way. This is kind of how writing gets taught in many ways in school, is that you need to kind of step outside of yourself or conform yourself and and who and how you are and how you speak and all that sort of stuff into this way of writing that is the right way. Raise your hand virtually if you know or have experienced what I'm talking about. And you can go back to previous episodes of The Written Compass where I dive deep into all of this and where this comes from and how it's actually a really big act of oppression and patriarchy and capitalism and all the things. Um, And so when I used to teach first year composition at the college level, I used this book a couple of times called How to Write Anything. It's a really cool book. I'll make sure in the show notes that we have the link to it. It's definitely for academia, meaning it was written uh, for college writing. But um, the idea is that it breaks down whether you're writing an email, whether you're writing an essay, whether you're writing a proposal. um, It breaks down all different genres is what we call those different genres of writing and really supports in this case, the audience for this is students in really feeling like they can, no matter what is being asked of them in terms of their writing, they can write anything. And I thought this would be a really great um, topic to share in the written compass because I truly believe like we are perfectly capable of writing anything. And so I want to use the inspiration from this book and particularly one concept that I'm going to break down into two parts. And that concept is called the rhetorical situation. Once you understand or get an inkling of understanding around this concept, it will really open the doors for you, no matter what it is you feel like as a thought leader, a business owner, just a human in general, whatever is being asked of you or that you desire to communicate, this doesn't have to be words, meaning black words on the white page or screen, any kind of communication, if you understand the rhetorical situation, 
you have a process for approaching it that is very unique to you. So it's a common concept that we're going to use to then help you create your own process, unique process to you for writing anything. Pretty cool, right? So first I want to talk about that concept in and of itself, the rhetorical situation. What the heck is this? Now you may have heard the word rhetoric before and the rhetorical situation, and I'm going to pull from um, Purdue Online Writing Lab, also a really cool resource, um, again, geared towards academia and college writing, but it's also just a really fun resource and tool, and they have great uh, videos and web pages and, re- and handouts and all kinds of fun things. If you have a student, if you're a parent of a student or you're a student listening to this, go check that out. That is a beautiful um, website in place and powerful, powerful tool for you to have in your tool belt. So they define rhetorical situation like this. This term refers to any set, and this is a quote, this term refers to any set of circumstances that involves at least one person using some sort of communication to modify the perspective of at least one other person. Okay. So the rhetorical situation is when you, as the creator of the communication or the writer, in this case, I'm going to say, is trying to influence, impact, modify the perspective of another person whom we're going to call the audience here in a minute. That's it. So it's this understanding of this relationship and this set of circumstances that is bringing this dynamic. You've got a writer, a creator, you've got some sort of thing that's being communicated, and then you've got some audience on the other end of that communication. And the writer is trying to Communicate in a certain way that modifies the perspective of that audience. Boom. That's it. That's the basic. However, what I want to break down is what are the elements of the rhetorical situation and how is that going to help you be able to write anything? Okay. So in this first episode, part one, I'm going to do two parts. Like I said, we're going to talk about the writer and we're going to talk about the audience, right? In part two, come back next week. In part two, we're going to talk about, I'm going to blend together purpose topic, and then context and culture, which are kind of similar things. So I really consider those. So for today, we're going to talk about two elements of the rhetorical situation. And in part two, we're going to talk about three and a half (laughs) elements. Okay. So element number one that we're going to talk about today, the first one is the writer, the creator, you. Who you are as a human impacts your writing. I'm going to say that again. It's real simple, but I feel like we need to hear it and absorb it. Who you are as a person impacts your writing. When you understand this and when you honor who you are and your perspective and some other things that I'm going to talk about here in a minute, it is really going to provide a lot of ease and relief to you when you go to write and create and communicate anything to a particular audience. Okay. This also completely allows us to debunk the idea that there is one right way to write. Because if all writing is rhetorically situated, which it is, these elements of the rhetorical situation are all connected, writer, audience, purpose, topic, context, and culture, constantly swirling around with anything we're trying to communicate, then no writing can be the same. There are patterns, yes. There are expectations, yes. But it's all based on a unique rhetorical situation that is as unique as this very first element of the rhetorical situation, which is you as the writer, the creator. 
So what makes you as the writer, what is impacting how you approach something that you're going to write, whatever it may be from a text message to an email, to a PDF resource for your clients, to your book, to your website, to social media, whatever it may be. Here are some things that I want you to think about and think, hmm, and you can even write down like, what about this is going to impact my writing and way of communicating? So who you are as a person, just some basic elements. So first of all, just your age. Some of this is just demographic stuff. Where you are from, how you identify in your gender, right? And then we get into some just personal characteristics, right? What are the things that make you uniquely you? Where you are from and your personal characteristics, how you grew up are going to impact your language style. And that is so beautiful and unique to you. Your family and your parental influence are going to impact your beliefs and your values. And those have maybe shifted over the years as you've gotten older. But that is absolutely going to be a part of who you are and what makes you who you are as a writer, as a communicator, as a creator. And so, of course, that's going to influence your writing. Of course. So this whole idea that we need to conform ourselves and make sure our writing is, quote, right, really gets debunked when we break down. How is that even possible? (laughs) Because we are all uniquely human and uniquely us. And if those things impact how we are communicating because of the rhetorical situation of a piece of writing then of course, how we write anything is going to be unique to us. Your education level, right? Just all of the elements that have contributed to or had a touch or an influence or an impact on you are going to come out and should, in my opinion, should be brought forth, should be connected to, should really be enhanced. This is your opportunity when you are writing. This is stuff that I talk about with my clients when they're writing their books. Come in fully you. I was on a call with someone the other day, this beautiful um, coach, life coach, and she was really up in her head about what she thought other people needed to hear from her how they thought she needed to show up and how she should communicate what she was doing and offering and writing about um, in her work. And what we really did was slow down and really tap back into her. And what would she love to share? What would she love to communicate? What was going on with her and her life? She was a new mom to a second child. You know, she had a, a kid under a year at home and then another kid around four and she was in a transition of, of some of one of those kids going back to school and her going back to work. And it was just all this stuff. And yet she was trying to move all that to a, to the side and step into this version of herself that she felt like other people needed or expected of her. And it was, as you could probably hear me communicating, it was messing her up, right? So when we tapped back into what was going on with her, what was happening with her, how she, you know, the beliefs that were showing up, all of that kind of stuff was impacting her message and what she wanted to share and should be impacting her versus those outside voices of who she thought she was supposed to be, right? So who you are as a writer greatly impacts how you're going to write, what you're choosing to write, the topic, the purpose, 
And it's going to also impact this next element of the rhetorical situation, the audience. So when we talk about audience, I have a lot of fun different ways that I like to approach this with my clients. First and foremost, of course, the audience is important. They're the people who are going to read your words or hear your speech when you're giving a talk or engage with your social media, whatever, whatever the communication may be. But the audience is on the receiving end. And many of the same things that impact and affect the writer, you as the writer, the creator of the communication, is also going to be a consideration for the audience, right? And guess who gets to decide who the ideal audience is for anything that you write and create? You, <laughs> you get to decide. Now, it doesn't mean like if you are entering a certain um, platform or arena or context, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, that the audience may be a mix of decided for you, um, you know, whoever shows up kind of a thing. But ultimately, they're probably coming because of you. They're coming to your social media page, your website, your book, because of something about you and what you've created that appeals to them. And so you've tapped into, you're still kind of creating that audience, co-creating that audience together. So the same things, age, social class, education, past experiences, their cultural and subcultural influences, all of that kind of stuff gets to be taken into consideration when you are engaging in writing. So one thing um, that often happens is I like to talk to my, my clients and say, well, who do you, who's your ideal audience for your book? And they go, oh, anyone or anyone who's interested in fill in the blank, whatever their topic is. And I go, great. Would my, you know, 85 year old grandmother be part of your ideal audience? Well, no, not her because, you know, X, Y, Z, right? Like, well, she's not interested. She's not a coach. She's not interested in this element or this personal growth. Maybe she, um, is too, you know, too past her, you know, this certain area or element of her life. Um, if I'm talking, you know, about young moms, then obviously my 84 year old grandmother is not a young mom. Right. And I'm doing it sarcastically when I ask this question. And then I say, okay, are you talking to my 11 year old son? And I'm like, oh no, because my you know book is really geared toward this population. You know, maybe it's geared towards women, people who identify as women, or maybe it's geared towards again, to use the mom analogy. Uh, and so it goes, oh, interesting. So is your book for everyone? Okay. No, my book is not for everyone. Right. And so even just some of those things that you can identify, it doesn't mean a lot of people get, um, nervous that if they narrow down who their ideal audience is and try to write or communicate or create towards that audience, that they're going to eliminate people. Right. And we have this scarcity mindset that comes in. Not enough people are going to engage with what I'm creating. And it's actually the opposite. The more we can kind of write, communicate, create towards one person that we keep in our mind, it really allows our message to come through much more clearly. And guess what? People will find their story in whatever it is that you're creating. They'll find that connection. Right. How many times have you engaged in something and thought, you know what? I'm not the ideal audience for this, but gosh, I really relate to this element of it, this book, you know, what they're communicating. And that's what audiences do. They're powerful like that. And we have to be mindful of the audience, but also make sure that they're not dictating and taking over what it is that we're trying to create. So when you are considering how to write anything, 
two key elements in this first part of the rhetorical situation are so, so powerful to consider. You as your as yourself, as the writer, the creator, the communicator, and your audience, who is going to be receiving your communication, your writing, your creation. Okay, so that is part one. Stay tuned next week. We're going to come back to part two, and we're going to talk about three elements where we start to broaden a little bit outside of the human to human idea. We're going to talk about the purpose of our communication and writing topic and context and culture and how understanding those are going to allow you to feel confident and like you can write anything. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.